0: Welcome back to season six. Asa, get a cheer, welcoming you to our Echoing Green episode. Rocky and I share our journey of going through the application, waiting on a decision, and dealing with some imposter syndrome, and how we move forward. Stay tuned.
1: It's this thing called what's good, and you just want to be like, Mama, we made it. We made it mm-hmm. and when I say mama we made it we finally made it through this echoing green process after how many jobs four four times and it's been quite the application process not just the physical putting in the application and the interviews and the rejection but also just like Having that worth for, for all to say, no, we know we got something and we just going to keep on going for it. And finally, you know, we get to say, mama, we made it, right? Um, I felt like it was coming anyways. I don't know, like, how you felt about it, but I felt like it was coming anyways. Um especially after you kind of made us shift gears and saying like, you need to be the one to go for it this time, right? And so- Fourth
0: time the yes. charm, yeah. Yeah,
1: and I was like, yes. you know,
0: Echoing Green came back out, we gonna go for it again? You like, yeah. All right, let's back up. So when we initially started this process, we applied you and I together. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was an application where two co-founders could apply. Mm -hmm. And then it was, and one of the commitments is like you had to put in X amount of hours. And so the following year they had changed the requirements where it was like only one person could apply. So for like, I think it was like the two years in a row you kept saying, just go for it because at the time I had the most flexibility to do the hours. right. And I was like, you're like, you just, you continue going for it. And, and to me, I had to have like, when we were going for it for the fourth time, I just, during meditation and during all this, I was like, when I tell the story, I feel like I'm telling somebody else's story. And I was saying to you is like, I know that your schedule is packed. I know you got a lot going on. But I trust that it's your story and your leadership is why we started Fit to Navigate. And I knew that if you finally told your story, that because before, with all the pitches that we did, it was all about the story of the women and how they, um, you know, wrote a proposal to get us to start the program to go into the prison. And then when when we shifted that process to be to say like okay um why did you really like what was your why and -hmm. you know what really connects you to this work and you hadn't shared that story yet and i had to ask you like are you ready to tell that story Mm -hmm. and i know it was a difficult decision for you um and so i just like i know that that was that was really hard to talk about like some of the you know some of the things that you aren't proud of.
1: You yeah, know? it was it was a trip because you were just like, look, we have made it through the first round. Now they need a video. I need you to go in a room and shoot a video. And I'm like, what? I don't, me? So I go in a room, I shoot this video. I do a couple takes, you know? And the first one I was like, nah, this ain't it. And finally something downloaded me. It was just like, just tell your story. And that's it took no time. I had to tell it in like less than a minute or less. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I don't even know what I said, but I basically was like, I'm done. He was like, You done with it already? We sent that in. And uh, when you came to me and was like, You're we we made it to the finals. We made it to the finals. I'm like, What did I say? He was like, It don't matter what you said. I'm like, show me the video. No, you don't need to see the video. Get ready for the interviews. And the interviews, the live interviews, were they were also nerve-wracking to me. You know, it was two 30-minute interviews with seven people on the Zoom asking you um, about your pro- about yourself. That's what I loved about the Echoing Green interviewing process. Is let me back it up. They, this was the first interview ever in my life that I've ever went through where they ask you about you, right? Not about the work you've done. They read that on the application, but about you and how are you going to take care of yourself while leading this program? And I told them like, yo, after this interview, after this, I don't even care if i didn't make it because i feel like i have made it already getting this far on the fourth time
0: right right and i think it was a lot of it i go back to your story like that's what made me quit my job that's what made the women decide that you're their leader is because you authentically shared your story of like you know what drove you to this work and i think that is what i think was missing from our echo and green application is like a lot of times we talk about this. The people that are closest to the work are people that have also been impacted, and so you being able to tell that story mm-hmm. and really like you know talk about that experience authentically about you know you know going uh, playing with fire, yeah, going through the criminal justice system, and then making a different choice. I think that. You telling that story is, I, I felt like what was the game changer for, like, um, a lot of how we positioned, you know, why we started this work. Because yeah. a lot of times we, people want to know, like, when the checks are coming, when, you know, when all these things are happening, when people are telling you no, what's keeping you going? Yeah. And That's what true. was keeping you going is because you saw yourself. Absolutely. And
1: I knew that this was bigger than
0: me. You
1: know what I mean? Like, there were already things from working with the women that I was doing that my I knew for the small self of Rocky that I would not get out of my comfort zone to do. But when they asked me to lead the charge, first of all, I just felt like I had been knighted. And I felt like something was bigger than me. There was things like asking people for money. I, where I'm from, I've never been comfortable with asking anyone for money, right? So to go and ask for money for to support myself is one thing. I mean, sometimes I have a problem asking my paying clients or reminding them that they owe me for service, right? So when I knew that I had to go outside myself to ask for funding to help them, that, yes, was I nervous? but I knew that they gave me the legs to stand on to do what I needed to do to ask for the funding. And, you know, even after the interview, wasn't sure if I made the echoing green, not at all, but I felt good that that part was over. And I told you, I was like, yo, we need to take a break. We need to go and take take this trip, take a break. Um, because I feel like something is on the brink, you know? It's Something's happening. I don't know what, but I just had this knowing feeling inside. So we kicked it. We went and uh, volunteered at Made in America. Philly. Well, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Worked with Reform Alliance, which was definitely someone that we put out there that we wanted to work with, right? Yeah. So we had the opportunity just to volunteer with them, right?
0: Yeah, but through our amazing alumni, does. Whose, pod, whose episode and podcast is on previous seasons here and her the she's expanding our work in Philly and doing a lot of amazing programming and being able to connect with her and and see how this work continues to manifest through the different navigators mm-hmm. it's just been amazing. And then from Philly, we decided to go visit my sister, Ethiopia, uh, my sister, Mimi at the concert. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube in New York. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's YouTube. be mad if she's beginning to up with the, the other just, sister. She's like she, my dad. She thinks she's a star. <laughs> <Yeah>. she, <laughs> she is a star. She's a star. She is the baby star. Um, yeah. We kicked it in New York and went to Brooklyn and did all that. But, you know, I really liked how we had going to see our aunties in New Hampshire as part of that end end thing. And New Hampshire is, I remember the first time my sister, I was in New Hampshire and my sister called me. She didn't know I was there. And she's like, yeah, what's up? What you doing? I'm like, I'm in New Hampshire. She said, New Hampshire? I was like, look, I love it. We love it here. It is surrounded by beautiful nature, mountains, and, you know, it's just a sense of peace. We got the water, we got the pond. And, um, and once we got there, I mean, you still had to, you were still working a little bit, but I was really, really, really like downloading into nature. One day, you know, we decided to go for a walk and really left our phones behind.
0: Yeah. That shout was, out to Janet, who's also been on this podcast and who is, how old is Janet? Uh, Janet is 66. Yeah. And trails it up. Some mountains in, in two Newton, miles of hiking, two miles every morning, and we are just huffing and puffing. Probably the most fit, healthy people we know. In I mean, when in we Cheryl, say
1: hill climb, we talking <laughs> about you know, forget about that 12 3 30 thing that the girl doing on the treadmill. I mean, Jenny does this right. I mean, had me huffing and puffing, and I used to be her trainer, I was her trainer for like 18 years. But I was like super proud of her. Yeah. And she was like, Rocky, you know this is because of you that I can do this, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, you're showing me out right now. Yeah. So yeah, we that get back. to
0: attitude just frees up your mind. Yeah,
1: we get back, yeah. and um, you're back at work. You're back on the laptop <laughs> working, the right? Minutes. Getting ready for a big event. And I decided to go check my phone. And I'm looking at this transcribe. I got a phone. I got a call from New York. And I'm thinking, we blew through some stuff in New York. We went to every, I mean, every restaurant we went through. We was just like eating up a storm and just throwing, having the credit card out. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we done left our credit card. Somebody from New York has called me. We done left something behind. (laughs) So I look at the message just to read it. Just, you know, how that thing on your phone has that transcribe. And I'm like. This thing on here say something from Ugly and
0: Green. I don't know nothing about Ugly and Green. Did we go to a plant store in New York? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> like, it's, it's like, it's such a crazy thing. Because like where my sister worked was like a block up from Echo and Green. A
1: block up from yeah. there, legit. It's crazy. And so I'm like, dude, we go. to live like, no, no. I believe, that's not Ugly and Green. Listen, to, yeah. I finally listened to a message. I'm like, it's Echo and Green. I'm like, they call me. She's like, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is the moment. They're calling me to say, "Sorry for applying. You didn't make it." You're like, "No, you don't know that. You may Just call. Let's call them back." <laughs> so, I, I know.
0: I felt it like, back like I. I just always felt it like. I, just how you just, you just have. I have so much faith in your your ability to speak and interview well and just. Just You just motivate people to say yes, so I was just like, they're going to say yes to her. <laughs> I mean,
1: but this is the part, though, you know, where I just said earlier that I had that sense. I had a knowing that something was going to happen, didn't know what that was. But then there's always that peace, that something in your mind that creep in to kind of pull you back to say But what if you're, you know, (laughs) they're probably just calling to tell you that you didn't make it again, right? You know, letting those, um, what they call them, they call them um, in in the Native American mayates or like negative thoughts creep in. When admittedly, I should have been like, get out of here. But I did not let it creep in there. And You're like, no, call. So I call and he's like, Rocky, he's like this is hill. how are you? And I'm like, I'm doing well. He's like, I was just calling to see if you, I was like, yes! <laughs> I didn't even let him finish. <laughs> and being where we were, I mean, I just fell on the bed and was just like, ah, oh, yes, 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 I'm so grateful. <laughs> we were jumping but up and down. Jumping up and down. But when I got off that phone, I was able just to run out in the mountains and just scream, and it echoed back to me like, yes. Gee, you made it, man, man! It was, it was an amazing feeling. Yeah, an amazing feeling, and it took them so long after that what I felt like was a long time for us to, to get the paperwork and the contract. I kept questioning, did I really hear or see? Did they really choose us? Cause like. Where's the paperwork? Where's the stuff? like I'm looking for it right away. I'm looking for the email did I miss something? blah 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 because I felt like it took forever for them to you know to send us the the finalizing the paperwork and all of that. And then afterwards though, after it was like we made it, it still felt as though it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. And you know people might be asking, well what's so what's so good about echoing Green? Well, Echoing Green is a organization that builds global leaders, right? The people, the likes of Michelle Obama have been through there. That's my alumni, right? The people, Van Jones, who is also in restorative justice, you know, that's, he's an alumni. Chelsea Clinton, there is all these other people who have gone through this organization that has catapulted their their companies and allow them to scale it to really make positive impact and if you don't know by now like I have it inside me that I Want to impact a million plus souls in a positive way, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's my Calling that's my duty. That's my divine what I signed up for is to come here to impact in a positive way Because God knows I have put negative stuff out there. But I believe that I have paid my karmic debt and continue to make sure that I don't build up a karmic debt to be harmful to others, but to truly pour into people, right? Right. And so it still was hard to believe. And, you know, as much as you would be like, you know, mama, we made it. It was still something inside of me that was still linking in there saying, well, did you really? Did you really? Which was
0: interesting for me to watch because I was just like, okay, we made it. It was like, okay, I believed it, but then it was like we started freaking out. I was like, did we not make it? Right, because here
1: I am still feeling like we didn't make it, right? And so we go through that, you know, we meet, we we start our process, and now we're meeting with the other other 19 finalists from all over the world. Uh, Ghana, uh, Syria, And I mean, Toronto, Australia, um, Vietnam. And it's just like hearing these people's stories Mm -hmm. caused me to feel, or I felt like I had imposter syndrome. Because these stories were so amazing. And here I am thinking like, really? My story made this. But your right? story is also amazing. And it took me a time to get to realize that I also have a story to tell. Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, again, my cohort doing some amazing work in the world. But this is where they say the comparison is a thief of joy. Right? Right? Because that imposter syndrome spoke, crept in on me. I just, there was a point in time, maybe two, maybe a few of the sessions in the first three to four sessions. It was just still me questioning, like, yo, do I deserve to be here? I know differently now. I definitely know moving forward now, okay? Um, My spiritual toolkit is built. Mm -hmm. I am super excited about making these connections through Echoing Green. As a matter of fact, I'm currently in a mindful leadership uh, cohort right now um, because I do wanna lead mindfully. You know, it's not about toxic charity. It's really, really helping, and I don't wanna say helping, being a guide for our end user. Because I Mm -hmm. too was the end user. And I know that I would have wanted people to, in my lowest points, in my pain point, and I've been there, I know that I would have wanted someone to meet me with love and compassion and empathy, you know, um, and provide a safe space for me to be able to have power of choice. And it was in my deepest of pain um, that... I realized that yo you can go this way or you can go this way and it was by God's grace that uh, I I didn't spend nowhere near the amount of time that some of our people are spending currently and that was by God's grace and that was not that that was not my destiny Mm -hmm. right and because I know what my destiny is now I want to make sure that that is fulfilled and to have you as a partner to say, "Yo, I mean, I know your love language is quality, is uh, acts of service, and quality time." And you just like, "Yo, I'm willing to leave my corporate job to do this work, right? Um, I see the vision, and I definitely don't feel like I could have done this alone. And for someone to give up." something like security like Mm -hmm. not everyone (laughs) listen everybody everybody be out here on these social medias and talk um and and instagrams and stuff like i'm an entrepreneur and i'm balling out of control but nobody ever shows the side of uh my taxes might be late i gotta pay the people that work for me before i pay myself as a matter of fact i'm not gonna eat because everything that i own already uh and I got a a loan payment due, uh, that loan payment better get done because if the loan payment don't get done, I can't do business and you might not never eat.
0: Right?
1: right? Everybody out here glamifying the whole entrepreneurial thing. And I'm not saying that I'm not happy to be where I am, but nobody, I don't see very many people on social media uh, talking about the struggle of what it means and what it takes and i think you and i have talked about this on a different podcast It's just like when you recognize that you are the ceo of you
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you recognize that you are the ceo of you that means taking care of your own business right. everything else will kind of fall into place right because everybody's done it spent hours on the phone calling columbia gas aep or looking at your bank statement somebody else and try to dip off in there If you're not minding your business, you will definitely get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Right. And it goes into the same as when you own a business outside of you. Right. But when people recognize that they are the CEO of them and they get to make powerful board decisions about themselves, then maybe you'll be an entrepreneur or you may be an entrepreneur. But one thing you will be governing is yourself.
0: Right. Right. Mm -hmm yeah right. and then it's just making your mind up we always talk about that and there's a shift that happened once you've made your mind up i do belong with that green or when you you know when you once you make your mind up i feel like that and that's for all of us there's a shift that happens where it's like this is this is how i'm, I'm gonna play things there's a deliberate way that you go about it and you've taught me that for sure and i just i feel immensely grateful for that lesson
1: yeah, I mean, I think the shit for me was, you know, you've been saying you want it. I feel like, I feel like, Burner Boy, I want it all. I want it all because I done slept on hard floors. I done slept in my car. I didn't did it all, and I want it all, and I feel like I deserve it all. And what I mean by that is I am now looking in the world with empowered curiosity as opposed to Fear and damnation, and the world's going there. I'm like, no, it's so much goodness in the world. Right. You know, and that's why our tribe is very important. Right. Loving those that love us right. and loving them back and pouring into our community, like having Renee here saying, yo, she don't have to do this, but she does it, right? And, you know, just having this thing where we have people who just, we, we can be ourselves, right? Right? They said, there's a saying that says, when. Two, when two fools argue, they fall out. But when f- two friends disagree, they disagree to disagree. Right. And that's accepting each other for we, who we are. And we know in our group, in our tribe, that we're not here to cause harm. And that goes even back to my Echoing Green family. It's a family. And bringing that to our family right because if i win we all win right Right. you win i win we win renee win when they win we all win like it's that type of thing right and it's it's hard to really figure that out when everybody out here like it's a dog-eat-dog world and it ain't gotta be a dog-eat-dog world if you buy into that indoctrination, that's what happens. But you know, we gonna uh, keep on pushing through and I'm just so thankful that um, we have this opportunity with Echoing Green. And I believe, actually applications are opening up. They have rolling applications. So if you are someone who's who um, wants to make a positive impact, um, definitely check out Echoing Green. Um, it is, it's a game changer. Sure. And if we went through this four times and made it, you can also go through it, right? And I think that sometimes we give up too quick, right? Because we want that pot, we want that right now. But go what through they the say, process. go through the process. And you know, anything of value and anything that's meaningful is worth continuing to work for. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And the marathon continues.
0: Did you know that 70% of women inside the criminal justice system are mothers? Learn more about our social enterprise that got its start inside of a women's prison. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned with us by following us on our Instagram at mind.body.gym.podcast.